Hi all, this is an episode of Candid with Lubna and today our special guest is Dean Ahmed. Is it Ahmed or is it Ahmed? Because I always say Ahmed. So how are you doing Dean? Good, I'm good. Fantastic. So for, I didn't do a proper intro. So Dean was a candidate on BBC The Apprentice Series 15, um, 2019. So the same year that I was on. Um, and you actually did quite well, Dean, didn't you? Thank you. Yeah, it was a it was a roller coaster, I think. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was it was a roller coaster. But you, Mashalesi, you almost got to the final five. So yeah. I think was it like you were on the the last stage, wasn't it? The last sort of task. So that was uh, yeah, as I said, pretty much just a genuine roller coaster. Started off in the bottom three, which we'll go into there, I'm sure, twice yeah. I think in the past two weeks. So yeah, uh, but yeah, it was alright in the end. Great experience. Fantastic, great. So you're quite young. Yeah. When you, I mean, obviously we filmed for this almost two years ago. What was your age actually when you were actually filming for The Apprentice? 20 when we filmed, 21 now. Really? Yeah. When are you turning 22? Uh, January. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, cool. So that's actually quite young. So what made you actually apply to The Apprentice? Um, always been, been very entrepreneurial. Uh, I'm growing up uh, in Essex, London, sort of the whole pinnacle, or in Britain, to be honest, in general, the whole apparent pinnacle of the business world in terms of on tv mm. profile is the apprentice so i always mm. it when i was younger and i thought what a great opportunity and platform to go on there and and sort of really show what i'm capable of doing all right cool so what so being quite young a lot of people your age would not even think of applying because they would just think do you know what i'm not going to get through i don't have the experience or the skills or i'm too young but you didn't think that so what was going in on in your mind when you were applying did you actually think you were going to get on or you what, you just were going on a, like a experience thing? I don't know. I, I did think, I mean, there's always the element of unknown in the back of your mind. You know, I didn't know what I was doing and you don't know what they look for, et cetera, at the time. But I did inside think, you know, looking around and I just thought, you know, I just thought things through and I thought I had a decent chance. Yeah. I, I didn't really, <clears throat> the age thing didn't really concern me too much. Um, That's good. You know, it can be daunting for anyone, yeah. when, you know, but, I think obviously where I've been in business since I was quite young and I've always been around people who are, you know, not just double my age, but like triple my age, for example. <laughs> really? Okay. Um, then, so that didn't phase you at all. So you, I guess, had confidence in your own abilities to not think that that's going to be taken into consideration potentially. Yeah, I think you just got to play the game a little and I just, I knew more importantly my strengths and then yeah. not worrying about anything else, just focused on my strengths and playing the game a bit. Fantastic. So what was your business plan going into The Apprentice? Like, is it what you're currently working on or was it completely different? Yeah, so it's basically what I've been doing since I was 15, 16, what I do full time now. Uh, I run a sports management agency. So we represent elite talent uh, across yeah. sports. We've been in cricket for five, six years now, just gone into football, which is exciting. Mm. Um, so, you know, boys in the England team, South Africa, uh, various cricket legends, current players, and basically offer them the whole 360. So we're their exclusive management or agency, however you want to frame it. So basically go to go on there and uh, expand that current business, which I'm doing now. Cool. So you started doing this at a young age and then you went, then you went into The Apprentice to ask for investment for this particular business. Correct. So how did you think that Lord Sugar is going to be able to help you? Like, Yeah, it's a good question. Um, for me, in terms of practically, it was more about, you know, having Lord Sugar as a business partner, the mm. doors that would open and the opportunities, you know, he, he can pretty much call anyone who I wanted to. Yeah. And meeting with them. So it was more about that. And obviously, you know, from his business experience, you know, as I said, I'm young and I'm still, I'm learning every single day. You know, I, I haven't achieved anything yet. I hope yeah. 
one day I will, but I've yeah. got a lot to learn as we all do. Um, and obviously working with someone like Lord Sugar, I think what a better opportunity to learn and, and grow from a business. And obviously he's, he loves his sport. So I thought what a perfect sort of opportunity. Yeah. So you've started business at a young age. What made you actually start it? Because I know I've looked at your stories, obviously I've been nosing your Instagram. Your mother, she's owns her own business and she says she started off. Is, is, is that something to do with what inspired you to start in business? So great question. Um, my family is a very interesting dynamic. Um, you've got me, who's very entrepreneurial. And then my mum, who again is naturally raw entrepreneur, not, not very academic mm. or mainstream academic, hasn't got patients, um, English second language, etc. but very raw entrepreneurial. And then everyone else in my family pretty much, um, is very mainstream academic, almost old fashioned, I would say in that, you know, you need a degree to be successful. You need this, you need that. Uh, and also obviously culture plays an aspect mm. in that as well. Um, but I mean, look, I, I never really experienced my mum's business or anything like firsthand. Like I never, I, I didn't, you know, some people worked for their parents and stuff like that, which is a great way for some people. I didn't yeah. really have that. But what I did have was sort of just being around that. And what helped me actually was both parents being very, very different. So as I said, yeah. my dad, very mainstream, old school academic, academic focus, sorry. And my mum was the complete opposite, but although kept me in line. Um, and then in terms of her business and that impact, I think it was more so I remember when I was probably as young as like nine or 10 uh, and she had a sort of furniture business um, in design interiors, hmm. which she would then, uh, when I was nine, 10, probably going on to 11 max, she used to have a stand at the uh, Excel center, um, all these different trade shows, right? Hmm. So I remember being so young and again, I would, she would almost just bring me along because there was no one else to, to look after me. <laughs> I was working with the sisters who were probably at school at that time, mm. and she would bring me along. And I would, she, she tell, tells me stories now where apparently, you know, she'd obviously be busy setting up her own stuff, the store, and, and basically selling. Mm. Um, and I would just randomly like go off for hours and hours and hours walking around. And she would like, was just almost not concerned, but like it was a yeah. bit strange almost. <laughs> and uh, she basically said to me the other day, or, and she said it to me a few times, where apparently people would come up to her. Uh, from other stalls so I, what I would do again really really young would go up to other stalls get chatting to them try and make friends with them yeah. and then start working for them a bit and so then I think some <laughs> competitors <laughs> yeah I mean yeah a few people who uh run different stalls I mean nothing to do with my mom's business yeah, yeah. Hmm. trade shows about everything and anything hmm. uh, and I remember them coming up to my mom being like and I didn't know this at the time but they came up to my mom and were like that's not very like normal at that age for him to be walking around like people are almost <laughs> why is he so confident and being able to do that and stuff yeah yeah i mean it, it i don't know it's a, it's an interesting one and i think i'm very grateful that i had very very different parents okay well, that's interesting um i'd actually love for your mom to come on my show at some point oh, <laughs> to yeah. talk about her journey in detail because uh, i'm quite intrigued as an incredible journey hmm. uh, what she's been through in life what she her struggles the self-doubt and without any help she has grown a multi-million pound business and never had any praise for it never had any help with it you know i've never worked a day in her business except for probably the last month you're not going to help her with a bit of her marketing basic stuff like that which is mm. in the grand scheme of things a bit irrelevant from what i've from her whole plan mm. and what she's achieved is is with all the situations and the doubts and the problems and the issues is phenomenal so it's almost as, as an inspiration for for me and i'm sure she'd love to hear that I would love to get her on the show hopefully at some point so we'll have a chat after this um when you're 
free. Um, okay, so I've got like a list. I'm trying to ask people, everyone, a similar question. Um, where is my list gone? Sorry, this is like very last minute, guys, because Dean changed the timing of the podcast. So I'm trying to like, find my feet. I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Okay, so how did you get into your industry? So you're like, what, you into sports? Or like, what made you think of like, that yeah. particular thing? So a couple of things. I've always loved sports, yes, but I've hmm. loved business. And for me, combining the two was the obvious path to go down. Yeah. In 16, I had no idea what would happen. And to be honest, rightfully or wrongfully, I didn't really sit there and think, I've got a plan. This is where I want to be in three, four, five years. I didn't actually have that. I didn't know mm. what I, I, at 15, knew I liked sports. I tried to set up like a sports equipment brand, just purely out of fun and passion, selling literally cricket equipment um, for like literally a couple of months. Didn't really sell any. What did you call that brand? Well, it was originally Fine Edge Cricket, which was a company name now. Okay. Um, and then I very quickly, within a few months, realised, you know, one, not necessarily the money, but I didn't enjoy it and it wasn't really my passion. And more my passion was dealing with people. Hmm. So, again, just from being in that industry, I then, just, as I know, that 15, 16, your mind just wanders around and have all these different ideas. I messaged someone on LinkedIn who was a coach, got his number just through, you know, just being as a... I'd say naive, cocky 15-year-old. Oh, hi, this is my name. Can I have your number? Blah, blah, blah. I'll help you with opportunities. Didn't have a clue what I was doing. Again, luckily through, uh, at the time, there was a tournament going on where hmm. you present them, you, you send them a list of um, names and one of them got picked up. Um, I then negotiated this contract, which, which was at the time not rocket science. Like, you know, just gave me a figure. I went back to them, got them up, to, got them up by 10 grand got someone else in and then just flew out to Dubai. So I was 16, I think probably like my GCC summer, maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah. Wow. And mm. just again, had no, I mean, I remember being so conscious about, for example, my age and how I looked, I would do stupid things. Like, honestly, it sounds so stupid now where I would purposefully get in trouble at school for not shaving. My school was really strict. You had to shave or you get detentions. And I'd be like, no, no, I need to do this because if I shave it, within the, the last- You can look younger. And I'm then it's, <laughs> and I get, I'm a very confident person. I'd almost get nervous and awkward around players. And it was a mm. weird dynamic at a stage where, where I was almost scared of people finding out my age. But yeah. That's actually very interesting. So you had an understanding at a very young age of all this kind of, in terms of not, I don't want to call it politics, but obviously business is about people. So you knew in terms of your, you were conscious of your image in terms of the business, you knew what you were doing. You yeah. were confident enough to like apply. Did you ever feel that because you're young people, like you mentioned that you were trying to grow a beard to make yourself look older, but yeah. when people found your age out, obviously that you're so young, or did you yeah. tell them, did they even find out? Like, did you actually, did they know how old you are? I mean, look, there's so many examples where even, I should probably should say this, but my clients or people who are like, I deal with almost like um, the owner of different franchises have asked me, I remember I was in Dubai probably 18-ish, maybe, 18, 19. And he said, oh, you're very, I will literally travel to Dubai around across the world just to see him and have this meeting. And he went, oh, at the end of it, you, you know, you're very young. Um, how old are you? And I just said, oh, you know, I'm in my mid-20s. And I just very, very, <laughs> probably a bit weird, but I just, yeah. I, remember, I just made up a, a number. But then obviously when The Apprentice came out, it was very public. And almost it then became, became a, a positive for the first time. And even my clients and people I was very close to messaged me like screenshots of me like, oh, ha, ha, how, how comes they've got your age wrong? <laughs> so what are you trying to say before you came on The Apprentice, they didn't know your age or they assumed yeah. that you were older? Yeah, I mean, a mixture of both. Obviously ah. my really, really close client, uh, look, I'm close with all my clients, they're like my family. Mm. But yeah, I mean, they, I'm sure they knew I was young or, and definitely one or two of them probably knew that exact number. But, but in the industry, it was very much... 
yeah, I don't think it was uh, 2021 because after me, I think the youngest agent is probably like, you know, 35, 40, 45. So I think what you've demonstrated by some of the things that you've said that you've done whatever it takes to do what you need to do, basically. Um, and it's really good that you don't let your age come in the way and where you thought it is going to come in their way, obviously, because it's not really important, is it? If you can do the job, it doesn't really matter. I'm what gonna, are the risks? Hmm. No, 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 you go, no, 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 this is about you. So you, you've uh, got to say what you need to say. Point that because, look, unfortunately in this world, there are so many discriminations. It can be, uh, you know, sex, race, colour, whatever it is. In terms of age, there is hmm. always this unconscious bias. You know, you could, for example, have been the best agent in the world, hmm. in the, the whole planet, and... At the end of the day, if you are, say, representing Lionel Messi, and then it comes out that Messi's represented by an 18-year-old kid, where even if he's the best in the world, people have a judgment. 18-year-old kid. What yeah, was Messi? that really the best deal? You know, he's 18. Hmm. He must be clueless. What's going on there? There must be other agendas. Blah blah blah. So there is going to be an unconscious bias. But my way was look, the age issue is going to stay there. It's going to stick there. What you know, I can't do anything about it other than hmm. just try and be 10 times better, 100 times better. Hmm, I see. So, okay. So that makes complete sense to me. So in terms of your industry, what are the risks and opportunities? In terms of the, so the industry that you're working in, in terms of obviously you're doing like what management of people, I guess. There's a lot of risks, right? And even now, you know, with my dad I've got, um, and his stance and things, I've got two sisters who are very, again, mainstream academic. One's a dentist, one's a, uh, works in the city. She went to LSE. Hmm. Very clever and, uh, family and big groups to fill, and obviously then there's me who is a bit of an odd one out. Hmm. And certain issues, you know, business is not an overnight success, and I'm still, as I said, got a long way to go. Like we all do, I'm learning every single day. I think what I'm building is very, very exciting, and going to be great one day, hopefully. But again, there's always going to be judgments as, a, as an entrepreneur and opinions, and, and even from people who are close to you, uh, family, friends, who will say to you, and, the, and they do have your best interests at heart. You yeah. Know, deep, or whoever it is what you're doing isn't going to work what you're doing you know it's not profitable it's not mm. consistent. you can do so much better why don't you just stop being different and mm. go to university get a degree be happy settle down have a good family you know when you're older and life will be simple are and they still saying that after the apprentice or yeah, less so and there's a certain element of people you know now having to not prove myself less because i don't need to prove myself to anyone but mm. yeah there's a certain element of that but still i mean look parental pressure and all that sort of stuff it's always going to exist but look, they, they've got my best interest at heart and I'm so grateful for that um, but again that's just where it takes an entrepreneur to sort of with his whole uh, strength mm. and confidence to just say block out all the noise and pressure and everything and just go tunnel vision so have you ever been employed by anyone else have you never. ever done a job ne- never which has its pros and cons right I mean I've never really no I mean I've worked together for example with different agents and you split commissions and stuff like that but it's not really mm. Not properly. So not. you've never like done a job in Asda, McDonald's, anything like that? Never. And I'll be the first to admit that that has its uh, obviously pros, I guess, but also has mm. sorry, it has a lot of pros. Yeah. Uh, but I've just never done that. Um, so you, what? Currently, so you're currently obviously. I'm not going to being a little bit nosy, but how are you funding your life at the moment? Is that yeah, self completely self funded? Yeah, yeah, of course. Through your yeah. business, the one that you're doing. Yeah, yeah, and look, I've. Um, I was obviously I come from a Pakistani background, right? And uh, typically big into cricket and stuff. I never really had that. Um, you know, even with my dad, he's so focused on his career and supporting his family. He's not really into cricket. You know, even now I talk to him about certain players I've got and certain things in my business and, you know, mm. I want the best for me, but he's not really interested because he doesn't get it. Yeah. Uh, 
I didn't even have that sort of help in my family or push or whatever from no one understood sport. None yeah. of my sister played sport, none of my parents played sport and understand the game or watch the game or anything. Mm. So, it, so where, yeah. do you, where do you get it from then? Is it just an interest I, and it turned into... I, I mean, I just went to school, always loved football, always loved cricket, always just been passionate as a one-off in my family. Uh, as I said, a lot of Pakistani dads in particular, for example, do love their cricket. I didn't yeah. really like that. Um, so literally through sheer per- perseverance um, and I mean, there's a lot of, been a lot of throughout the years, of course, a lot of doubts. I mean, people who are extremely even close to me, the mm. I've gone to, they will never know. And even from that deep in itself, from all my parents and stuff in terms of that pressure and mm. versus non-university and all that sort of stuff. It's, it's, it's a difficult one. That's interesting. Okay. So I think you, the next question that I'm going to ask, I think you've kind of already answered unless you give a different answer. So what is the biggest challenge you have faced in business and how did you overcome it? Different challenge. I probably would say today. Yeah. It, it pro- uh, yeah. I'd say starting out slash age, similar thing, right? Mm. In, this in particular, it, and people ask me now, how do I become a sports agent? How do I get into it? It's extremely difficult. Um, mm. So difficult. And I think I was almost just, uh, I don't want to use the word luck because, you know, I did it at the right time and I thought I'd stuck by the right values and did all that. But I was, it was almost lucky that I started so young because all those first three, four, five years where, which are the tough four or five years where you're not necessarily earning those money and you're mm. learning craft, I did it so young. Mm. I was just, I am now it would take me forever like again five six seven years maybe more and maybe it just wouldn't work because mm. to get the contacts to get the networks to get the industry to know how you mm. know it just takes time and in my industry a lot of people what a lot of people do is they'll work for someone and they'll you know which is not a bad idea at all mm. you know people go work for someone work for a big agency learn make contacts understand i didn't do that being you know i started yeah. school and I just sort of learned. You kind of like found your way. You kind of learned. I mean, learned yeah, it yourself. Sometimes that's the best way, though, to be honest. That sometimes that's the best way because you don't want to learn someone else's bad habits either. Because when you're employed by someone else, if you've got a shit manager, all their bad habits, some of them, right, they may not be teaching you things properly. Um, so you get those kind of downfalls. Whereas with you, you've just started off and you're kind of doing, like carving your own path. Yeah, it's, look, it's, it has its pros and cons. And not everyone is meant to do that. Not everyone, mm. is, you know, everyone has a different path. But for me, as I said, I'll be the first to admit, at certain points when I was young, when I was 16, 17, I had no clue what I was doing. You know, simple things. I was learning on the job. But that's what you've got mm. to do. I risk and I wanted to prove people wrong. Throughout my school and stuff, I was always very rebellious. And, and it was almost that I had, especially as I got older in sixth form, I was almost very, very rebellious in that. Not from a, like a bad point of view, but more, everyone was telling me in school, teachers, the system, that I was going to be a failure. They were going to say, you don't concentrate, you don't do this. And I wanted to show people, and I just thought to myself, no, I'm doing all this this exciting stuff, and other people yeah. praised for all that. Whereas I thought I was doing my own really exciting stuff at this world, no one had done it at my age. And I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to show you one day. So you've I'm- always challenged the status quo. How were you? Were you academically like? How were you academically? I, I was okay. I mean, I'd say I was middle in. I got GCC. I got one A star, six A's, three B's. That's uh, good okay at a level but yeah how is that okay <laughs> sorry <laughs> I remember i've got big boots to fill with my sisters who are like straight a stars straight a's medicine or dentistry and works in the city but yeah um but That's yeah amazing. i was very lucky that i had a very the dynamics in family were interesting and i'm lucky that i didn't feel the pressure on giving at that stage which i almost mm. like on now i'm very surprised i didn't say to myself at times i wanted to 
because I heard the word investment banker or all these different things. I didn't mm. even know what they were, but yeah. because it filtered down the family and people were like, oh, you have to do this, um, bit, uh, you have to do this, you have to get a degree, you have to be an engineer or a doctor. And, and to be fair to my friends, they didn't push me to become a doctor, but they knew like um, the degree and all that sort of stuff. And I was just lucky that mm. I didn't give in. That's amazing. Okay, right. what, what makes Dean tick? What motivates you? Um, Is it money? Is it status? Is it... So I've what gone through different, different, it's a really good question that, I've gone through different like phases where obviously as a kid when you first start out, and actually no, let me rephrase it, usually when a kid starts out you think, and it's, at that age it's not necessarily the wrong thing to do because it's normal to, to an extent, people usually think oh it's the money and you know a kid says I want to have a Ferrari one day, let me make money and all that sort of stuff. To be honest with you, genuinely, 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 it wasn't about that. So when I used to do all these different things and random ventures, hmm. it was more because for the adrenaline rush. Um, I've got a great story to tell, uh, and I've not told this ever anywhere. This was recently, right? So, okay. probably, really recently, actually. So after the first lockdown, um, mm. so let, let me give, let give it some context. I love the process. Without being cliche and waffly and motivational, I love the process. I love doing things. I'm the sort of person, I love being busy. So last three, four weeks have been nonstop. It's getting stressful, and short-term stress is bad, but in the long term, I'm not enjoying that happiness of being non-stop busy because for me i know i'm going ahead in that journey yeah so all right this is a never never told this story before this is really recent um where what happened was it must have been the end of first lockdown um i was in david lawyer just chatting to the woman behind the bar uh, i was getting a coffee before the gym what did you do? i asked her what did you do during lockdown blah, blah blah and she's like oh um i sold ice creams me, me and my partner sold ice creams and i thought oh, okay really that's a bit random thing to do she was like yeah i went we sold ice creams in uh what's it called not clacton um it will come to me anyway that side of Essex, but quite far away deep into yeah. it and i was like oh really how does it work she's like oh well in this area um there's not really anything to do like there's no let me rephrase that there's no ice cream vans it's quite not rural but a bit less mainstream for example it's not south end on seaway it's going to be full of ice cream vans and stuff she was like we just basically rent she rented like um on the back of a, a bike there was this little thing and she put them in there and then she was like i made 10k in a week and i was like Bloody hell, that's pretty cool. Um, again, I, I, I think everything in life happens for a reason, right? So mm. I got the coffee, went upstairs, looked at the, my phone um, on the weather app, and it said 34. I don't know if you remember, it was a day where it was 34 degrees. It was a hot, hot. day this year. Mm. Hot day this year, like ridiculous. Mm. I wrote my best mate, who was very entrepreneurial, um, liked me, we connect on, connect on a level, and I was very lucky to meet him. And I said to him, mate, what are you doing tomorrow? He said, nothing. Why? I said, be at my house at 5.30. We're going to do something tomorrow. Uh, we I then registered a wholesaler called Booker's. No idea what I was doing. Um, and I looked at the maps and I thought, okay, right, if we're going to buy ice cream, how are we going to do it? I didn't know how I'm going to transport it. I didn't know anything. It was just a <laughs> random, <laughs> so random. This is so random. Uh, and I'll, I'll try and summarize it quickly. Anyway, went to a wholesaler called Booker's, registered there for mm-hmm. another random company name um, in Clacton, which was about half an hour, 45 minutes from where we were going. Not even a mate, a, mute, a friend of a friend, luckily, I just put it on my Instagram. Got, I got a massive container, a um, really big one, which could hold about 300 ice creams. Got to the wholesalers, packed it with ice. There's loads of pictures of it. Packed it with all these ice creams. I think we bought 300, 400 ice creams, Magnums, Buenos, you name it. And off our, we were on our way. Um, we're on our way. We get there for the first five minutes. Hmm. It's, it's, bear in mind, it's heaving. It's really, really hot. And there's thousands of people here. Thousands yeah. and thousands. In five minutes we get there and we're like, right, what are we meant to do? It's a bit, it's a bit awkward. Um, 
and I'm like, right, we just try, try to put some ice creams there and people are just walking past, don't see it. And I'm just like, you know what, fuck it. I'm gonna, I, I basically got, we walked um, across the thing onto the actual beach with the sand and I just was like, fuck it. Get your ice creams, icy, icy ice creams. You, you turned like, into Thomas. <laughs> true Thomas etiquette. Um, and then a woman, and I, I was feeling, we were both feeling shit at this point. We're like, mate, we've just done all this, traveled so far, we're all a bit awkward about it. As soon as that one woman with her two kids on the side of her came up to us and she was like, oh yeah, I'll take some. How much are they? And I opened the tub. As soon as I just saw her, she didn't even have to open her mouth. I was like, fuck it, I'm in my element now. <laughs> that, that was it. I was just five mm. minutes, that was it. I was in my element selling nonstop. My mate went to restock. I sold out before uh, he even came back. We sold at 300, 400. It's not about the money. It's not nothing about that. You know, I made 300 quid or whatever it was. It's not about that. But that feeling of that day just being there with people selling i promise you no money no feeling no nothing can beat that that was the happiest day of my life so you love challenges don't you you love challenges like i just think that was what i enjoyed the adrenaline selling being with people and in that environment um and the 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 the, the almost ironic thing is afterwards um you know my mates and for example and people my age see that in my story or they've heard about it from so-and-so people and they're like bloody hell dean must be what, why is he selling ice creams ice cream that's embarrassing oh dean what's happened to oh my god I'm, i feel bad for him all these different judgments which you get really? and i promise you hmm. i promise you i say it so genuinely mate i love that i feed off that <laughs> i feed off that i want people to doubt me i want people to, to think mate ice creams what's he doing i thought he was this he must be struggling that judgment, uh, that that judgment, that negativity, all that that self doubt, not self doubt. Yeah. I loved it. That is what I use and used um, to just be like, fuck it. I'm going to show all these people, and I'm, my success will be my noise. That but is amazing that you've done that because I think it that's the kind of attitude it takes to do well in business. You know what I mean? Because you have to have the attitude. You can't, in a way, give a shit too much about what other people think. Because it doesn't really matter. The fact is, you've done that. How much money did you make? I'm very curious now. I may well, think of doing this. We sold out. We, we, made, we literally made, what, 300, 400 quid between us profit. Um, and at the end of the day, like... That's yeah, good. Next time, for example, it's a bit of fun. It's not really about money, but... Yeah, yeah, definitely. Next time, we sold out on all the ice creams we had in that container. So next time, we'll have four containers, four people, two each holding it, and uh, we'll make even more. And, you know, it was just more about the experience, and it was unbelievable. Yeah. I've never been happier, which is, for me, I was like, fucking hell, that's pretty cool. <laughs> So you're going to yeah. do this again, potentially, we can see you yeah, in Clacton. Crazy, crazy stuff like that. Mm. Um, you know, rogue stuff. And, you know, people, my parents, friends are like, why would you do that? And I just say to them, and maybe I'm wrong, I don't know. Mm. This is why I say to them, this is the age, you can do it any age, but this is the age where, for example, and, you know, for me, I don't have, massive bills to pay i live at home too i don't have a family and kids to pay for um i don't have you know massive baggage in that way or whatever and i can do all these crazy random shit yeah and of it. because in 10 years i might not be able to do it i think you're i mean that i i think it's amazing and fantastic that you're doing that because i obviously i thought of doing business very very late i never thought of doing business in my life it's only just when i was getting married then i was thinking actually why don't i like try doing business i don't want to work for the next 20 30 years paying off the mortgage and i was just starting to think about it so i do feel like that's one thing i'm going to teach my kids is make them entrepreneurial for me that is so important yes i want them to be educated of course but i really want to encourage them to be entrepreneurial i think what you're doing is amazing because i wish i was in that position because it is tough with kids with oh, a mortgage. yeah i can't even i can 
I don't mind living on rent and if I become poor and, you know, even stay on the streets um, if I'm single or something. But with the responsibility of kids, I can't do that to my kids. So I am less risk risky. I'm more risk averse. Um, but in business, you've got to take risks. So I think what you're doing is absolutely bang on. Um, just moving on, what are your strengths and your weaknesses? Do you know what those are? And will you be willing um, to share <laughs> honestly with us? What do you think are your strengths and weaknesses? Um, my strengths. Hmm. I'd say like generally since I've been young and there's always even when I was 15, 16 people were like, oh, why is mm. setting up for cricket equipment? Like for a fact, like people say that all the time. Mm. That and I just never really cared. I just got on with it. I didn't mm. care what people thought. I didn't waste time and doubt and so I just said, fuck it. And I believed in myself. So yeah, mm. that's resilience and perseverance. And as I said, I'm always learning. We're always learning. I've got a long way to go, like we all have, as I said. Uh and yeah, just the resilience and that for example I, I know what's important for me I, I, without again being cliche I'd like to say I'm a marathon runner I'm not a sprinter I'm building mm. for the long term I don't necessarily want I make millions mm. next year. I want to do it in the long term of course it would be great there's a structure to it there's a process and all these different things I'm not yeah. thinking every day I need to make a million next year it's for the long term yeah. it's about um, and then weaknesses look we've all got weaknesses 100% I'm just trying to think what would be um, weaknesses I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, uh, where have you have you ever failed at anything? Oh, look, I fail all the time. Entrepreneurs fail all the time. Mm. I failed loads and loads. You know, when I was setting up my business, I had no idea what I was doing. My strategies, everything like that. But you just mm. gradually learn. So I've I've made plenty of mistakes in life, and I will do. I'll make some today, tomorrow, and the day yeah. after. Um, but it's about how you learn from them. Uh, but yeah, I've got loads of weaknesses. You know, sometimes, for example, <clears throat> where I've again not worked for someone. You know, sometimes I have to keep discipline. Maybe sometimes my discipline isn't where it can be on certain mm. things. When it comes to my business and stuff like that, which is important to me, I don't think it's an issue. But certain other things, for example, because mm. uh, I haven't had to, for example, necessarily turn up to a job every day for years and years for 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. like a lot of people do, mm. uh, that has its, uh, of course, it has its pros and it teaches you discipline, it teaches you all that sort of stuff. But it's a balance. And, you know, I made this decision and I've just got to make sure I sort of give everything to it. Fantastic. Okay, so what keeps you awake at night? Is there anything that keeps you awake at night? What keeps me awake at night? Or what could um, keep you awake at night? Yeah, probably. I'm, I'm. People say, and people say to me all the time, almost like mentors and stuff, in a negative way that mm. I'm, I'm like a. They say I'm like a Ferrari. I just fuck. I just <laughs> get an idea and I just go 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 and basically look slow down. I do that all the time, and everyone around us be like, like, but you were just doing this a second ago, and I was like, yep, yeah, I'm trying to do something. I just want something to happen. Like I don't want to stand still and just wait for things. And I do like ten things at the same time. Obviously, this podcast is about you, not me. But hey, I'm gonna butt in anyway. But I do that all the time as well. Like, I'm just like. Because I want to do so, I'm so ambitious. Like I can't sit still. There's millions of things I want to do, and there's no time. So you either do it now, or that's it. You don't. You don't know how long you're going to live. You know what's going to happen next. There's always going to be something on. So that's really good that you've done that. Even with the ice creams, for example, like just got the idea and I just went there and did it. I didn't care about who mm. was and over the next few days. People doing this and that. I literally did not give two fucks. Sorry, my last. <laughs> <laughs> all right fantastic i mean that's really good okay so this is an odd question now i think we're right at the end now anyway um nothing to do with business what is the meaning of life great great question I, i've never really been asked that i love that question look i'm always learning and getting different views on things and understanding different perspectives and yeah i would say in 
in the grand scheme of things, me, I'm, I'm, I do think about this sort of stuff all the time. Mm. Like life, purpose, all these different things. But, so you said why? What's what the, is the meaning of life? Why are we here? What is the meaning of life? To do again, I don't want to make it cringe or, or, or cliche, but genuinely, mm. I mean, practical. What my answer would be? Yeah, to live on Earth, to do good, give good energy mm. like, to others. You know, you do good things that has its effects on people, and it's mm. almost a cycle of good. Uh, to give back and and mm. to learn and to to be humble, to be grateful, be, mm. to be thankful, and to serve you know serve the rest of the planet and be good and be a good person. I'm, I'm a religious person, I'd say, and to serve God and, and to spread that love and positivity and 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 yeah. That's nice. It's interesting to hear your answer because obviously a lot of the other people who have come on my podcast are much um, mature than you, so it's interesting to hear from from someone who's quite young, mm. um, like sort of your perspective. The final question, what is next for you and your business, Dean? So where do you see this business going? Do you want to invest in other businesses? Like when will you know that you've got there? What is your vision for this? Yeah, I'm very um, tunnel vision about what I want in terms of this sports management agency. As I said, we've been in cricket for four or five years now. I've got a really, really good base now. Very, very, uh, well, let me rephrase it, world-class clientele. um, And I'm building something very exciting so that we're in a great position to be the whole agency, I think. Um, in the cricket world and now making that transition into football which is a whole different world um, but working with some really exciting people got some really exciting clients and so just to continue and grow that to a point mm. it can expand it can get bigger and, and more sports etc and that's my vision but at the same time there's other opportunities in the business world I'm always that sort of person as long as I can balance it and it's the right decision yeah I want more and more in life I want to learn more I want to be the best version of myself I want, mm. to, be humble, I want to be grateful and you know, I want, I want to have a good impact in this world. Um, but again, that's done by doing stuff and not talking about it. That is fantastic. Thank you for sh- coming on my show. No, I really enjoyed that. Thank you. Thank Thanks you, uh, a lot. Thank you. Hi, guys. That was Dean. And I thought he was really, really amazing. He's so young and it's so inspirational listening to him because I do have that feeling and that thought that I wish I thought of doing business before. Like, I'm just kicking myself because I literally was just thinking of doing business just when I you know, just when I, um, just before I was getting married. So for me, and you know, then that was quite um, late. So for me, you know, and then I was reading books and stuff and I had one child after the other and I'm very grateful to God that I've got kids, but it's tough because now I've got a mortgage and I've got two kids and it's, it is more risky. So I think it is for those of you guys who are younger, don't think that your age is going to be a reason for you not to do well. Actually, people love the fact that when you're younger, you're trying to do business and you're entrepreneurial. And in today's society, you know, um, you know, I think everyone is going sort of the more an entrepreneurial route. You know, everything's quite digital at the moment as well. Social media, internet, e-commerce business, things are very easy and cheap and quick to start off. Um, so I think that don't ever think that your age is a reason why you shouldn't start something. And if you um, are creative, you'll find a way to work around your age like Dean did. I think he's amazing. This podcast was supposed to happen like half an hour later. Um, but Dean needed it to happen earlier. So that's why I was a little bit unprepared. I haven't even changed my shirt. My hair's a little bit mess. I just managed to put on my lipstick for those of you guys who are watching this. But hey ho, so it's a little bit, you know, wasn't as um, prepared for this um, as I'd like to have been. And there's so many other questions I'd love to ask Dean. Hopefully he could come back maybe at, at another stage. But I think his mother 
is very, very inspirational. I've seen him post a few pictures of his mother on social media where she's actually opened a school in Pakistan. I um, would love for her to come on this podcast. And I think there's a lot that I can learn from his mother. So hopefully, touch wood, she'll be coming on my show at some point. But anyways, I hope you have enjoyed this. And please stay tuned to Candid with Lipna. Thank you. <laughs>